No judgment, just raw and unfiltered answers. Starting now on the He Said What Show with your host, Simply Bree. For joining me this evening. Give yourselves a round of applause. So, you have tuned into He Said What? And I am your host, Simply Bree. I am so glad to have you guys with me this lovely evening. I hope you guys are staying safe and warm out there. And most importantly, finding your peace of mind because that's 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 where it's all at, right? So I'm sure you guys are wondering, what is he saying? What? What is this all about? Well, this is my platform that allows men to come up as my guest and break down why a man may think a certain type of way or why a man may do certain things. So us ladies can really understand and comprehend before we actually just jump to reacting, right? We want to know why it's happening. Now, please keep in mind, every guy that I do bring up on um, this show is speaking from their own personal experience or their own perspective. They are not the spokesman for all mankind. So please, at the end of the show, don't go looking for them and, and, you know, witch hunting and everything like that. You know, they're trying to help us out. They're trying to improve the communication between men and women. So that's what this show is all about. So please make sure that you guys subscribe, uh, check out, you know, our past events and past episodes on YouTube at youtube.com backslash or forward slash C as in Charlie, forward slash He Said What Radio Network. And there you'll find information about all of the shows. You know, we got Simply Sports. We now have Studio Vibes, which is every Tuesday from 7.30 until 7.45. Your Simply Sports is every Monday from 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time until 9.30-ish. And um, I do ask that at the end of the shows, you guys make sure you reach out to our guests. Show them some love. Show them some support. And let them know, hey, I heard you on the show, and I just wanted to let you know that I appreciate you because I don't feel like we do that enough. So tonight's topic is all about men who date and have daughters. Now, it is important that we discuss this because a lot of the times us women, in the midst of us dating, we may have some bad experiences, and a lot of the times we question, well, what what does he think is going to happen when his child 
is old enough to date and they come across a man just like him. Do they think about things like that? Or is that just a woman thing? I don't know. But tonight we have our guest and I'm going to go ahead and bring him up so that he can join us and we'll start the conversation. So please welcome Blizzum to the show. Thank you so much. Let me give you a round of applause because we deserve it anyway. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Am I am I coming through clear? Am I loud enough? Everything good? You you are loud enough. Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Thank you very much. Welcome, uh, everybody that's listening, and thank you for having me on your show, Bree. I appreciate the invite, and um, I'm ready to get to it. Okay, so karma, karma. So let me ask you this because I know every guy has gone through it. Have you ever been on a date with a woman? And, you know, maybe it was just like your first couple of times of dating, and, and you could have, you know, dealt with the situation a little better, or you probably were not as such of a gentleman that you probably are today. Um, have you had any dating experiences where you could have improved? Um, all right, let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me ask you this question before I answer that question. Okay. I got Okay, so how how honestly, truthfully, and raw can I be on your show? I raw need to know boundaries are, right? There's I need no to boundaries. I need you okay. to be 100% honest, and there's okay. no bro code. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. First of all, to, 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 for context, I am married now, right? Okay. Um, I'm in my 40s. I've been married for about two years, all right? Okay. Uh, and I got married in my 40s for a reason, all right? So okay. with, with, with that being said... Um, I've had a ton of regrettable situations from past relationships, right? Yeah. Uh, I've got two kids, <laughs> I got two kids and two baby mamas, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and, and you know, it, when it comes to just me personally, um, I was pretty much a womanizer, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? In my 20s, most of my 30s, pretty mm-hmm. much. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so for me, I've definitely had uh, things that I wish I probably could have taken back or things I know I definitely did wrong, like cheating. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you know, we can just throw that out there off the top. Like, I'm not one of these guys going to sit up here and come on your show and, and act like I got all the answers and I'm going to tell women that may be listening to this all the, everything that they want to hear. I'm not. I'm just going to tell you the honest truth about how dudes think like me. Right. So, when you run across guys like me, you'll kind of be able to recognize game if you haven't seen it yet. So, with that mm-hmm. being said, it's a, ton of, it's a ton of relationships, a ton of situations that I wish I could have re- we could do over you know what i mean but i mean what did i learn from them uh strap up you know what I'm saying? number one <laughs> you don't want kids you know what I'm saying? um it's just a whole bunch of things that this, this conversation and ways that it can go but ultimately yes i, I there's been regret re, excuse me regret and some things i wish i could take back and you know we could sit over here and just do a show about my regrets and it'd be over an hour <laughs> My goodness gracious. Well, you know, I appreciate I appreciate the honesty because a lot of the times we don't hear that from a man until we've left and he's matured and then he comes back stating, you know, I could have been a better person, I could have been I could have handled situations better and then that's when they want a second chance. So mm-hmm. to at least hear it now, you know, that's that's all that we want we want to know that this is on men like you are being accountable Um, Mm -hmm. so do you ever think about how your actions in a dating world might affect the next person well at the time let's let's just be honest at the time 
people in general, when something happens, they're they're kind of caught up in the moment. I was caught up in the mm-hmm. moment. I, I wasn't thinking about outside of getting a woman pregnant and neither one of us wanted to have a child together. You All know right. what I'm saying? That's of course affected me and you know my daughter's mom for the next eighteen plus years. Obviously, right? right? The direct that's the number one. That's the that's the number one thing that can ultimately you know affect everything, affect the relationship and stuff like that. But I guess you know. I don't know, Bria. Are you think? Am I thinking about it right then in the moment per se? No, you know, if you're young and you're twenty something years old and you're thirty years old and you out and you kicking it and you dating and all y'all doing is just kicking it, you ain't really thinking about that as much. Now, I am not a complete crass asshole. I do care about people's mm-hmm. feelings. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, even if I'm doing something wrong, I try my best, like most men, to conceal what I may be doing wrong. You know, mm-hmm. to try to save feelings. But when I'm doing it, I'm kind of just doing it because, you know, we're doing it because we want to do it for the most part. Now, there are some situations where guys do things as a, out of a reaction. You have men that cheat because they feel something prompting them to do it that maybe that the woman did. And some mm. men just cheat because, you know, monogamy is, you know, it's kind of something that's not really hardwired into men. Genetically. Right. That's what I feel. You know, we're genetically prone to not be monogamous. So, you know, being monogamous is a struggle for a lot of men. Mm-hmm. I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot. And you know what's interesting is I hear that more from men than I hear that from women. Um, I, I yeah. really don't, I can't think of any woman that I have run across who is just saying the same exact thing. Like, you know, we're not designed for just one partner and they're open to polygamy or the polyamorous lifestyle. Now, I know some women who are engaged into the polyamorous lifestyle, but they're not advocates they're not out here actually holding those type of conversations it's usually the men that are saying it to me and I don't know if it's because they're trying to woo me in or something but uh, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) no no no. I mean and I don't want to stray away from the main topic which is karma and the daughters and everything but listen anybody that's listening to this show I'm I'm here to I'm here to keep it 100 um Mm -hmm. Men, men, and I'm talking about. Listen, this is, of course, like you said at the beginning of the show, I'm not the, I'm not the authority for every human male on the planet, right? Black, white, indifferent, okay? But I'm talking about when I have conversations with my homies and, and and dudes that you know I grew up with, went to school with, played sports with, in the entertainment industry with. I was a veteran. I was in the military with. All things being equal, okay? Ninety-five mm-hmm. percent of men straight up struggle with monogamy because. Just the sheer thought of just just only sleeping with one person forever when you're twenty something, early thirty something years old, it's just mm-hmm. kind of like, bruh, really? No more pussy? Nobody else? <laughs> just that one forever? Well, yeah. That's 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 the fear that some people look at it when they like, I don't even know if I'm ready to get married because they really in the, in the, in the, in their mind, especially if they're the kind of guy who have experience with women and have dated multiple women and slept with more than, you know, five women in their lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. They know that they know it's, in, it's, it's sexually things, things, things vary from woman to woman. Nobody's the same. So right. kind of like, man, bro, am I giving up all those cool cat that's in my lap? You know what I'm saying? Like, all of it. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? And you have, to get to a, you have to get to a point in life where you just feel like you may not necessarily be all the way over it. You may not necessarily be you know, completely flushed out, but if you feel like you're to a mature level where you can handle it, you know what I mean, and you can kind of quell yourself, not put yourself in precarious situations, then that's yeah. when you start to think about maybe I can settle down and get married. You may slip, 
It's possible, <sighs> but until you even get to the point where you even feel like you can do that, you don't even need to be getting married. That's right. why I'm married in my forties. In your forties, yes, yeah. I made a note of that. Okay, yeah. that's a very good point. Now, before I even continue, for all of my listeners out there, um, whether you're listening directly through BlogTalkRadio.com or through He Said What Network. Dot com. If you would like to call in with any questions or comments, if you agree with him or if you disagree, please give us a call. The number is 515-602-9647 and press the number one. And that way I know that you'll have, um, that you want to have a, you know, an interaction with us. You want to talk to us. So now, oh man, you just said a lot and it's nothing but the truth. And if if we were able to have more conversations like this, I think the mindset of both men and women would be much different. I think the trust would be much stronger. I think the transparency and the comfort in being transparent would be so much more powerful. But unfortunately, a lot of the times we are afraid to really express our interest because we don't want the other person to be turned off by it. So we're going to play these little reindeer games and say that we want a relationship when really all you want is some ass. Just say you want some ass because guess what? She may want some penis, so she may just toot it over, and there you go. But, you know, I don't know, and and I can only go based off of, you know, experience and things, but I think that more so it's because you don't want to talk yourself out of getting it, basically. Right, right. And and to that, I'll I'll say – in my see, and you have listen. You, listen, here's the thing: you got different. Everybody's different. Everybody's mm-hmm. got their own method of how they right. went about things. When I was a bachelor, I ran about it like you gonna you gonna get, go get your ass in and let's ride. You know what I'm saying? Like what you gonna do? This me. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I had an air of arrogance about me because of who I was and, and and what I felt like I what kind of person I felt like I was. I'm like mm-hmm. you gonna roll with how I'm rolling. You gonna miss out because I'm gonna we gonna have some fun. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I'm a little talk to. You know what I mean? When you when they come across and they have these kind of conversations, which is you'll rarely hear me talk about relationships and stuff like that online mm-hmm. and social media because I'm married now. Before mm-hmm. I got married, I used to just kill people with it, right? But just once I got married, I kind of toned it down and dialed it back and was like, you know what? At the end of the day, what I do know is two mm-hmm. people's relationship is their unique relationship. And what works yeah. for them will ne- is not going to necessarily work for anyone else because those two people are unique and me and you are different. And, and, and so how they jive and how they vibe, what you feel like ain't no way I put up with that. Mm-hmm. How do you know? You don't know that person and you don't know anything about that other person like that. So with, with all that being said, it's like, okay, if I want some ass or if, mm-hmm. I, if I'm an ass vibe when I was a bachelor, it's like mm-hmm. you already know I want the ass. Like I'm hollering mm-hmm. at you. Like I'm not even going to hide it. If you want to give it to me, it's cool. And if mm-hmm. you want to go out and hang out, it's cool. But don't think I'm not trying to fuck you. Yes, I am. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. Force on you, but make no mistake about it. I want I want to have sex. Period. Right. And I'm, right. I make that known from the get. And if you if you ain't feeling me like that, it's cool. But I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not I've never I never was the kind of guy who only when I was very young, like 14 and 15, before I really got in my bag and really became mm-hmm. confident, really started being real sexually active. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. After I really became sexually active, it was like yo, whatever. I'm, I'll say whatever because if you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it. If not, you're not. <laughs> I'm right. from Florida. We get down. Oh. We get down. I'm born and raised in Florida. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Our vibe in Florida is different from everybody. You know what I'm saying? So that's also be 
that should be considered too. My 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 surroundings and upbringing. Yeah, and that was actually going to be one of my questions too. So how do you think the way that either a man or a woman is raised, how does that affect their dating lifestyle and how they look at things, how they look at other women or how they look at other men? Well, how you're raised, how you're raised in your environment is two different questions, two different situations. Mm-hmm. The, the how you're raised, because I was raised in a religious household as a child. You feel what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Now, yeah. my mother and my father, I'm a bastard child. My mother remarried to my stepfather, God bless his, bless his soul, but mm-hmm. he, he raised his own. You feel what I'm saying? But, um, but I, I, I was raised, you know, around pretty much in a, in a, in a, in a two parent household. Once I became about 11 years old, my mother and father, uh, my mother, my mother met my stepfather up until mm-hmm. then being raised by a single mom, but right. I was still, I was still around religion. You feel what I'm saying? My mm-hmm. mother was a, into uh, Christianity. So basically not was, is. So I was mm-hmm. raised in a, a quote unquote church environment. So how I was raised doesn't dictate what, what I ended up becoming because once I left my mom's house, which I left my mom's house at early, early age, 15 years old, you feel mm. what I'm saying? I left, I left home at 15 years old because I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And that was my mom and my stepdad's house and they weren't having it. So I had to go. Mm. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a rebel. So people listening to this interview, everybody may not have had the same path in life that I had. I was a mm. rebel. So that rebel spirit in me that I actually got from my mom, by the way, thanks mom. You know what I'm saying? That same thing coming back around to bite her in the ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that rebel spirit in me made me leave home. And then once I left home, I got into the street life, right? So mm. with that being said, I'm 15, 16 years old. I'm selling drugs and I'm doing all kind of wild stuff that the average 15-year-old probably ain't going to be doing. Most 15-year-olds most right. not. So with that being said, that shaped the rest of my adulthood. My early, because at that point now I'm having sex all this kind of stuff. I'm sleeping. I'm 16 years old, sleeping with a 24 year old. You feel what uh-huh. I'm saying? So, you know, it's all kind of wild stuff going on in my personal life. And so my personal walk made it, made my sexual path in my twenties and thirties really wild. Cause I started mm-hmm. really early and I was really wild, really early. Right. So your environment and things that you go through, it will set a tone for what kind of person you will be in your twenties and thirties. Can you overcome right. that change? Definitely, because now I'm nothing like I was in my 20s, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You got it all out your system now. And I had to get it out. Of my, I had to get it out of my system in order for a marriage to work. Right. Know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and the fact that you are aware that okay, if I at least wait until I'm a little bit more mature and I got everything out of my system to then get into a marriage that's successful, you know, rate itself may be actually higher. We'll, we're going to see will be higher. So. Mm-hmm. Now, think about the fact that, you know, you were younger and you were having sex. And like you said, you were 16 and you were having sex with the 24-year-old. Now, does that play uh, in the back of your head as you're raising your children to know, okay, what I did, they could be doing it too. And how does that... um, how does that, I won't say affect, but how does that play a role in your parenting? So here's the thing. <clears throat> because, of, because of everything I've been through, when it came up to me raising my kids, I have uh, a son and a daughter. Then my, my wife, uh, she, has two, she had two kids when I met her, too. Uh, her mm-hmm. son is grown in the Air Force, but her daughter was still 
uh, and basically just starting high school when we moved in together. Before we even got married, we moved in. We, we lived together for a while, which I which was mandatory for me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, before I decided to, you know, if I'm gonna actually marry this person, I had to live with him first. I don't give, I don't care what mm-hmm. tradition is, anything. I'm not marrying anybody. <laughs> right. So I got you is on a daily basis. Yeah, I gotta see how you is with money. I gotta see how you is how clean you are. Everything. I gotta see all that mm-hmm. stuff. All that. I gotta I gotta know all that before I make that kind of a decision, right? Right. So. With that being said, um, it, it, it affected me because I knew what I was doing and I knew what me and my peers were doing. I knew the kind of girls that we was kicking it with. I knew, mm-hmm. I, I, I knew a whole bunch of church girls by church girls on Sundays, uh, giving me head on Friday and Saturday type chicks yeah. growing up. Right. So that I already knew that really at the end of the day, I know that there's really nothing I'm going to be able to do to stop mm-hmm. these from doing what they want to do at the right. end of the day. They're going to find a way because first of all, I didn't, I, I didn't grow up and I wasn't res- really restrictive on my kids uh, mm-hmm. because, I, because I, because I felt like that kind of, those kind of restrictions are what pushes you away. It's what pushed right. me out of my mom, my, my, my mama house. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Too much. You, you're doing too much. You're controlling too much. Right. So I was more lenient with them. With that being said, I felt like all things being equal, we got uh, one daughter that's getting ready to graduate from Georgia Southern this year. All right, on the dean's list. My other daughter, mm-hmm. she's a junior in um, she's a junior at Georgia State. Neither one of them had babies. Neither one of them ain't had pregnancy. If they'd have had yeah. a, a abortion or something, everybody in their mama's hid it from me because I don't know nothing about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. you know, we ain't had any of that yet. We ain't had no drama, nothing like that. They've, they've had their fair share of drama, but as young women, they're on the right path. I, I, I figure right right now. You know what I'm saying? The one that's graduating from Georgia Southern this year. You know what I mean? She's she's a grown woman. She's taking care of herself. She got her own job. She's got a car. You know, she's got a little apartment down there in college. When she comes back, she's like, listen, I'll be here for a little bit, but I got to break out. I got to get my own pad. Cool. Mm-hmm. Right. Cool. You know, and my other daughter, she's a little bit more closer to home, uh, but she's doing the right thing. She's in college. But like I said, neither one of them so far pregnant or anything like that or had any real drama with any boys outside of the normal kind of caught you saying something mm-hmm. that you about type situation which every kid is going to do right every right. kid is gonna do that. like once they uh, once they explore their sexuality and fill out you know figure out what sex is and all this other kind of stuff every kid's going to go through that so nothing out of the ordinary that you know my son and then my son thankfully hasn't knocked any chick up and you know what i'm saying he's a senior in high school you know what i'm saying so i don't know how far he's gonna make it though he's a little bit of a player sometimes you know what i'm saying but listen at the end of the day I, I can say this you know so far how it affected how I raised my kids mm-hmm. I, it just made me where it just, I, I, my life let me know that it don't matter what I do no matter how much I preach or no matter what I say them kids mm-hmm. will do what they do at the end right you just you just have to be you gotta have the relationship with them where they're comfortable talking to you and if they're not comfortable talking to you then they're comfortable talking to someone else that's close to you that will you know give them sound advice or even tell you what's going on so um, too many times what we do is we we find that parents are they're more interested in being friends with their kids to the point right. where the kids will respect them. Um, they don't fear them. They don't look at them as an authoritative figure. So, you know, they just talk any type of way. They, they come in the right. house whenever they want, you know. Um, so yeah. it's almost like a balance. You have to have that proper balance where – you're comfortable enough to be approached and talked to, but at the same time, they also know, okay, you mom or you dad. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, the, as far as that goes, ain't nothing. Now, my kids know I don't, I'll I, I fuck my kids up. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a whooper. I put my kids' ass growing up. You know what I'm saying? And their mamas did. So neither one of them, they got it on both. Even my wife's kids grew up uh, in a uh, spedderoid, sported child uh, environment. Mm-hmm. So none of them was foreign to getting the ass whooping, even though we were never abusive. And it's not right. like we came home and they just, you know, slapping up because we had a bad day type situation. But they know they can right. go too far. They can catch these hands, period. Yeah. So neither one of them, neither, n- none of the kids are just outlandishly uh, disrespectful or anything like that. Now, you know, so, yeah, I, I, was, I, I, I tell them all the time, I'm, I'm, I'm your daddy. I'm not your friend. They know that I'm the, I'm, I'm the king of the castle. And it is what it is over here in my house. It's only one of us. It's just me. So that's what that's it. He said, "I'm an ass whooper." Yeah. Point blank. Yeah. You gotta be. Yeah. You gotta be because if not, these kids will walk all over you. So, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick um, break. We're gonna play one of your tracks. Uh, I love socialize. Um, at first, I was like socialize, and I was like, oh. then it dawned on me, socialize. Oh um, yeah. We're gonna get into that a very very dope track. Um, and then when we come back, we will continue the conversation. You guys are listening to He Said What with your host, Simply Bree. And we have Mr. Blism on the line with us. If you want to chime in, the phone number is 515-602-9647. And make sure you press the number one to let me know that you want to come up and say something and we'll bring you on. So we will return. Stay tuned, guys. They built those platforms for us to socialize, but people get on there and tell a lot of social lies. So I got Ari Kai to help me. Uh, Let me break it down for you. Uh, I can post a trillion shit and get five likes. Spit the illest bars, but it'll never get those five likes. The limelight is so delusional. Fictitious with these bitches twerking as usual. Hard that. First post is where it starts at. But then it spirals, now it's viral, and the algorithms charge that. Why? It doesn't matter if it's all facts or lies. These a couple hundred people feel the same. I'm guessing I believe you. So let it share it. That chain ain't got no carries, but it bling when you filter the picture, so you gon' wear it. Uh, fake creatures going down, got your toes up, and now you see them in the DM trying to get their rolls up. <laughs> uh, they wanna blame it on the app the same way they blame the white man for posting in the trap. You. Well, you the one to make your thumb scroll. Right. I'll be your feelings dealing with a troll like you when in control. Socialize. New shed, new life, new follow. A million more, but it still feels hollow. The world's in the bum Child of the parents sucks uh, a baby daddy on another post calling her a slut. Guess what? what? Baby mama got a new man. He used to touch his little cousin five, but now we got a new plan. Hey. Friends trying to tell her never leave around the kids. The street said he had a bitch up in the pen during his bed. So baby daddy blocked it and she blocked him back. Sexual act done to the child, but they can't see the facts. Uh, social lies make you blind to the truth. Rappers tagging me and Sam were really trash in the booth, huh? Right. Flexing with the blue check, but never been the official. Niggas cap a lot online, but they ain't gonna ever up the pistol. They say the media is propaganda. Huh? Whatever lies they hand you, they cannot command you. Do you overstand them? Yeah. Power and choices, the lot of our voices and numbers. Uh. But you gon' pick this shit that's dumb, so no one socialize. New shit, new life, new follow. A million more, but it still feels Maybe that's the plan. Socialize every time I step on the timeline, screaming for help. 
make the honor roll. McKnight achievers looking at the pizza hut. Flawless what I write a reader. Black jackets used to tell me I'm smart. The whole time up in my head, I used to contemplate my art. Uh. So I used to socialize with the white guys. Plus I was light-skinned. The hood gave me side eyes. I feel like the few years in the traps. The only reason niggas fuck with my rap. That is super hard. Even though I had them super bars. Used to represent and never lie to you. Y'all would play the superstars. I'm at peace with my place in this game. My streaming numbers ain't matching my name. But the ground was the same. So my words hit the next generation. Use the tools at your disposal. Manipulate this matrix. Boss Blizzard call me OG now. Still the illest, but I'm low-key down. It's such a good thing. New chat, new light, new follow. A million more, but it still feels hollow. Just All right, we are back. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is He Said What with your host, Simply Bree, and tonight we have our guest, Blizzum. And that song that you just heard was called Socialize, um, and that is one of Blizzum's tracks. Who else did you have on that track as well with you? Uh, that was featuring an artist uh, called, uh, named Aria Kai. Uh, she's also here mm-hmm. in Atlanta, R&B artist. Uh, I met her at an event once uh, that that was that was done at uh, an event. Uh, I forgot exactly. Maybe it was I Lounge or somewhere else in Atlanta. But I ran into her, and we have uh, a circle of friends that kind of all knew each other. So I saw her perform a couple of times, and um, I was like, "Yo, you know, she's dope." So I just reached out to a mutual friend, and they were like, "Yo, you, know, you guys should work and do a song together." And um, I haven't, you know, people that follow me as far as musically go. I had took a really long hiatus away from doing music to focus on other things like media and radio and other things uh-huh. like that. So it's been mm-hmm. a long time since I had released music, but um, once I decided to do it, I just started reaching out to people I felt was dope, and she was one person that came across, and uh, mm-hmm. I felt like we went in and cooked up a really great record. Oh, well, that's definitely amazing, and the message itself is really dope, too. So you guys make sure you um, visit Reverb Nation. <laughs> You're all over social media. Um, yeah. At the end of the interview, I'll have you drop your social um, information so that people can support what you have and download your music. So during the commercial, we actually have a caller uh, who wanted to make a comment. So uh, caller, you are live. We have JC Rocker and JC Rocker has a comment for you. What's up, PD? Uh, this is my, this, what's up? This for, for clarity, I actually know JC Rocker. She's actually one of my uh, uh, people on K100 radio. She's my production assistant. Uh, and she's uh, definitely, I, I felt like I know she might be listening. I know she's going to call in, but what's up, baby? Yeah, you know, you know, I have to support and, and that leads into the comment I said, you know, a relationship with men. This is one of the most positive male figures in my life. And I can say I'm truly blessed because I'm also a tomboy. 
So, I, you know, I always say I don't know relationships, but I do know men. And right. this dude right here, that 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 is a that is a man, and he doesn't put himself on the pedestal. He tells me like the mistakes, you know, the mistakes he's made and all that stuff. And you know, I don't judge him because at the end of the day, I I respect um, upfront sinners. Right, right, definitely. Well, thank perfect you. saints. Yeah, that's you know, it's good when you have someone that can basically reinforce your character and who you are. And, you know, definitely go along with, you know, your knowledge. And we don't get a lot of that. That's why we're having this show, right? We don't get yeah. a lot of stand stand good guys who are open to being transparent and open to teaching other people. A lot of the times people feel like, well, if I teach you something, then you're going to use it against me. So I'd rather not teach mm. you and, yeah. you know, this, this is how we end up in these broken relationships, broken marriages. Everybody is out for themselves. Like, at some point in time, someone has to surrender and just say, look, we need to work on us. So I appreciate you, JC Rocker, you know, calling in and giving us support. We all need support. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Definitely. This man... When he said, yes, I can be a part of the team, it was like a dark part of my life, and I just needed that yes. And what better way somebody saying yes, you know, who who introduces you to something that you dreamed of being when you were younger. And, you know, that's why, you know, like I said, I feel safe, you know, him and the rest of the lovely men of K100 Radio and all that stuff. You know, I learned mm-hmm. game from them. And, of course, I give my feet. You know, I give my woman wisdom and all that yeah. stuff. So, you know, n- not a lot of females that are in this industry is lucky. Mm-hmm. But but these men, uh, they uplift me. They, mm-hmm. Like I said, they give me not good honesty, but they knew, but they kind of knew, but they know that I'm no nonsense. You know, I'm silly, I'm funny, you mm-hmm. know, but like I said, I can be the homegirl or I can be the bitch. Right. Which one you want? Pick your boys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, shout out to K100 Radio for checking in tonight, and uh, we'll definitely support you guys and you know check out your stuff as well because what they say it takes a village, right? And yeah. I think that that applies all across the board. So, um, okay. You know, well, mm-hmm. I, I just want to piggyback off what JC said. I'm glad she's called. She called in. You know, I I, I didn't with her. It's weird because when we talk about mentors, it's always an assumption that it's going to be um, the same the same sex. Like it's, it's always like when people are you yeah. looking for a mentor, it should always be a guy mentor mentoring a guy or a girl mentoring uh-huh. a girl, a woman woman girl. However you want to say it, whatever y'all feel like is PC. I'm not really PC, so you know whatever. But <laughs> you know I'm not. <laughs> you know there's, there's always that dynamic, and I didn't even really get into looking at JC as somebody that I was going to be mentoring, but that's, that's kind of what the relationship became. And of course, once it became just more than just somebody that I'm teaching, uh, help to help me assist with what I'm doing and, and teaching her about the industry. Of course, the conversations that you be around somebody that, but of course, if they, if, if they feel like they safe around you and they can talk to you and, 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 you, and you're that kind of person, they'll open mm-hmm. up to you about other things. So as our relationship grew and as she was around me more over the years, the conversations about her life, her relationships, family, different different conversations come up. And I found myself, you know, giving her real life advice more than just 
industry advice, you know, mm-hmm. about what in the industry, like we're having conversations about her actual life outside of the industry, which is frankly more important. You know what I'm right. saying? At the yeah. end of the day. <laughs> and so it's just one of those situations where, you know, I, I, I never felt like a mentor, but she told me that I, that's how she viewed the situations and the conversations based on mm-hmm. what way she took it and received it. And so I, I, I'll accept that. It's kind of mm-hmm. hard for me to look at myself in the, in the honest light. And I think a lot of black men will feel like this because we're not perfect and we know we're not perfect. If we're being honest with ourselves, we feel like, how can we be mentors? People, people don't want black men to be mentors unless we're rich, right? That's full of, you know what I'm saying? Like, how can I just be a mentor and just be a regular guy just doing something? But then I started to look at a lot of step back and look at maybe I have accomplished maybe a tad bit more than, you know, I'm giving myself credit for. And I just kind of step back and say, well, if that's the role that I have to end up playing for someone like JC and a couple of other people, then so be it. And I just do my mm-hmm. best to just honest and but black men need to understand that listen you never know man you can run across a mentorship you can run across an apprentice you can run across somebody you're mentoring not even looking so you have to always be mindful of how you're moving out because you never know who's looking you and looking at looking at everything that you do so you have to really be mindful of that when you're a black man right and he he definitely is a great he definitely is a great mentor and pd give you know give yourself and give yourself some credit, by the way. Yeah, let me let me go ahead and give him a round of applause because he's yeah. over here playing. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Playing. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you very much. I'm gonna get back to the All right, I'm gonna get back to the show. Right. So, when it comes to and you made a very interesting point where you know these expectations as a black man, the expectations when it comes to a role model is someone who's higher up and they're really on the top of the chart. They're doing big stuff. Those people aren't relatable to the, the, the normal society, the normal community, the people that you're more than likely to come across. If people don't, if they, if they can't reach out to you or feel like they can have a conversation with you, then they're not going to look up to you as a role model. So that's why people like yourself who make mistakes, who, who make errors, you are the ideal role model because other people themselves go through the exact same thing. So, of course, they want to mirror somebody that they know, okay, this person's not perfect. Because guess what? When you have those celebrities like high, like let's say LeBron James or someone like that, when they make a mistake, it's so detrimental to anybody who's looking up to them. And it's like the end of the world. Like, oh, my God, that's a God. How could a God make a mistake? <laughs> right, so yeah. who wants that pressure? Right, exactly. Yeah. And and I and I'll say that um, you know, here's here's the thing and it'll tie back back into the conversation about karma and relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're like I told you at the beginning and the offset of this uh interview and everybody that was listening who may be listening after the fact. I, I, I am forty four years old now, right? So there is there are there are a lot of things that mm-hmm. I say do in the way I feel and stuff now that I can honestly tell you, I could mentor to JC 20 years ago in my 20s. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, no way, right? Like, I couldn't, and, and for, for several different reasons, it's just like I just wasn't in the position to do that. But now, now, because I am older, because I have daughters who are actually 20 something, you know, almost 20 years old, one of them actually over mm-hmm. 20, gonna be 20 this year, all right? Another one's 21 already, gonna be 22, okay? Once you get once you they're closer to, to JC's age 
you know what I'm saying, than, mm-hmm. you know, than, than me, right? You know what I'm saying? She's a little bit too old for, to be my child, per se, but she's mm-hmm. not too far off my daughters for my kids, right? right? You know, as far as age-wise, she's still, in, she's still in her 20s. My kids are mm-hmm. in You know what I'm saying? So that time comes along, time changes things, and your mentality when you grow up, brothers have to just understand that we can't be the same way forever. I don't right. come, I'm not want to come over here and preach to young men about you need to get yourself together and how you need to treat us everybody like queens but listen everybody ain't a queen everybody don't deserve queen treatment because we got queens right. and we got some hoes you know what i'm saying there's some hoes out yeah. here male hoes and female hoes okay <laughs> listen, everybody, ground. everybody can't get king and queen treatment right because right. you know you're not moving like that in this world so mm-hmm. you have to once you get older it's like listen fam you know you know what's right from wrong, and and, and and you know what you should and shouldn't be doing. Now, mm-hmm. if you fall short or whatever, like you said, I'm not LeBron James. If I fall short, it's not CNN headline news, but it's still you. falling short. It's still right. falling short. It's just that you have to be man enough, even if you're LeBron James or you Blizzard, to say, I fucked up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, right. I, accountability. I, I was wrong. I was wrong. And, and accountability is everything, bro. Every Everything. No matter what you're doing, no matter what stage you're at in life, no matter your relationship status, accountability to your kids. Because I've, right. I've had conversations with my kids and told them, you know, I was, I was wrong. And it's not all the time because daddy's always right. You know what right. I'm saying? But sometimes I can go back and I'm like, you know what, that probably, I probably shouldn't have whooped your ass that time. But right. the other time, I should whooped your ass worse. So I just made up for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, just rolled over like minutes. Just yeah, rolled over. Know, it's just all of it. All of it. All of it is it's just, we're humans. We're gonna make mistakes in relationships. I'm not a perfect husband. I'm not a perfect. Uh, I'm not the perfect father. I'm not the perfect mentor. I'm not the perfect rapper. I'm not the perfect daddy. None of it, right? So mm-hmm. I'm just doing the best that I can. I'm just open enough to admit that fact, you know. Right. But what is perfect? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows. Like, yeah. who, who who out here is perfect? Who has? The perfect relationship, because I guarantee what you see online is completely different than what's actually going on behind that camera. Yeah, there's a lot of social lives that go on. Yeah. Listen, y'all better play that song again. So let me ask you this, right? This one always confused me when it comes to dating and men. Why is it that a man will run up in a chick room and... Mm -hmm. He's more afraid of her getting pregnant than actually mm-hmm. catching an STD or or HIV. Why? What, what's the concept behind that? What's the, the, the thought? Okay, first and for, first and foremost, there's a fundamental thing that everybody needs to know, and and frankly, women know this shit too. Raw sex feel better than sex with a condom. Let's start. Let's start at the very basic part of the question. The re, the reason why people like to have sex without I like to feel pussy. I like to actually feel. Mm-hmm. What you feel like, like for real. So, condom sex, is cool. condom sex is cool and it's safe and all that. But let's not kid ourselves and bullshit ourselves like it actually feel the same as mm-hmm. raw sex. So the reason mm-hmm. why people be going up in people raw, it, 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 and the reason why women let us go in them raw, because unless you raping somebody, it's two people that took that that took part in that act. Like the right. guy going up her raw and she letting him go in her raw. She's got just as much exposure as he did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So neither one, of us, neither one of us are better than the other. If you're the girl letting the dude come in you raw and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and you know you don't want to have no baby yet and all that, you just as culpable as him. You can catch HIV. Matter of fact, women actually catch the H- catch HIV from a man easier than a man catching it from a woman because we mm-hmm. can, it ejaculates semen into you. So actually, if you have sex with a person 
if one of all things being equal, medical medical science has already proven that a woman is more prone to catch it from a man than a man from a woman. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because of that, right? Because we leave what we come, we push out inside of you, and it has We're traces of it around. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's why women catch HIV more than men, right? So. With that being said, the reason why we do it is because of the actual physical feel of the sex. Now, mm-hmm. that, that risk factor that overrides common sense and says, <laughs> yo, don't, why are you doing You know you don't want a kid, and you don't even really know this chick. She could, you could, this could, you could catch a, a, that, part of, that, part, that part of your brain. Mm-hmm. There, there's there, that, that, that same primal instinct once you get caught up in the moment. Like mm-hmm. like anybody else, once you turned on, once that passion, once that spark, once that that foreplay kicks into place, all that shit goes out the window, fam. It's like yo, because <laughs> but both of the, for both people, not just the guy, not just the guy. Mm-hmm. You caught up, this shit mm-hmm. feel good. The the, yeah. the 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 basic answer is, and people can sit here and come and tell all these bullshit excuses and lies. The basic answer is because that shit feels good. Feels good. That's why we make that horrible decision, and then we have to pay for it later. Because at that moment, at that time, when we pulling them panties off, and then, and we, and we brick hard, we ain't thinking about nothing but running up in that pussy. That's it. We ain't thinking about nothing. Else. That that shit turns the switch off in our head, and the rest of the world just shuts the fuck down. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. We call the panties right then at that point, and so are you. So are the women because mm-hmm. again, it takes two people. To right, get you are so right. Both of y'all are feeling that. It's not just a guy, but that's really mm-hmm. the basic answer. And everybody's like, all oh, these complicated reasons. Nah, nah, man, it's because that shit feel good. <laughs> you know, what I'm, I'm telling you, I got people caught up. Fade it, fade. It is what it is. It is what it is. People are gonna try to make, try to overanalyze that question and say, nah, mm-hmm. he, he made it just too, too bland and basic. No, I didn't. Your primal instinct. There's a part of your brain. Science. If you want to go into the science and the medicine of it, there's a part of your brain that when you get aroused, literally starts secreting hormones right Mm -hmm. out into your body. The same thing that makes your blood, your heart start pumping, makes your clitoris thump, makes our dick get hard. All that, all that shit starts to block out the Mm -hmm. world. You know what I'm saying? And so you really just get caught up in that moment, and it's because people get caught up in the moment, and then they, after the fact, it's like, what did I just do? Right. you, you, I, I don't know about you, but I've, I've literally rolled over like right after I nutted and like, why the fuck did I do that, bro? Like, it's like all of a sudden, my brain switch clicked back on. Like, nigga, did you just nut in that motherfucker? Are you crazy? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck, fam? Like, everybody's had that moment if they're being honest with themselves. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> you tell no lies, sir. You tell no lies. Um, Yes, he did, that's a hundred percent the truth. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think it is. It's definitely on both sides, men and women. When you are in the heat of the passion, it's just let's just get it in and go ahead and, and cross your heart and hope not to die and pray on this one and then head on over to the nearest pharmacy for a Plan B and then make your appointment. With the doctor to make sure you ain't got nothing. Yeah, all of that, all of that goes on. So you're not lying. It's on both ends. Now, <laughs> my wife, my wife is listening. <laughs> my wife is listening to this show, and she's like, "OMG, did you just say pussy on the show?" She's like, well, she's, <laughs> she's really disgusted. like, bruh, really?" And but she knows I'm telling the truth. And yeah. She, she, just, um, she, my, she call her in today. My wife wants to call in. But I, she's welcome to. I'd love that if you yeah. want to have a conversation with her, she can call into the show. Call that number out. But listen, yeah, 
It's All true. right, you guys, uh, for those who are listening, the missus, if you want to call in, dial 515-602-9647. And once you call in, go ahead and press the number one, and that way I'll know that you want to come up and speak with us, and we'll bring you on. So we're going <laughs> to do before she – wow, as soon as I <laughs> – we have someone – um, who actually wants to come on and say something. So we'll see what they have to say. Let's see. Carla, you are live on He Say What? And your name, please? My name is Mrs. Blue. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was listening on the phone, so that was so easy to just press the number one. That's it. <laughs> so did you have a comment or did you have a question? <laughs> Which one? Or is it one of those, oh, my God? It was just the, oh, my God. I'm like, really? Are you really <laughs> just saying pussy and all this on, on the show? But yeah. I know my husband, so I'm not really surprised. It's just more of a, like, I thought you might have told me that. Oh, listen, I'm telling you, this show, I tell them, even when they first register, it, the instructions tell them, raw and rugged, there is no bro code. Because if we're going to be transparent, we got to be transparent all the way. We can't sugarcoat anything. Because how else are we going to get on the same page? Well, yeah. And, I mean, that's definitely that's the show for him because he's going to give it to you raw and no filter. <laughs> he might hurt your feelings and you mm-hmm. might cry a little bit. You'd be mm-hmm. like, uh-uh. I ain't asked for it that, that real right. or that raw. So can you tone it down a little bit? Just a little bit. <laughs> He's like, look, no. it's not every day you can call somewhere and say that on the air, so why not? Let's All right. Hey, someone out True. there clapping True. right now, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. I just, I just wanted to listen. That just, that just, if anyone may be listening, this is this is my, my lovely wife. Uh, her name is Vina. And like I said, I told you at the beginning of the show, we know we've been married for about two, you know, two years now. Um, uh, and so, like some of the stuff that I was talking about earlier about relationships and all that stuff, you know, I have no problem saying that, you know, with my wife on the phone because it's, it's mm-hmm. just the honest, the honest truth. Like some people could never really do this kind of an interview with their spouse on the phone because right. uh, they, 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 they may have been putting on that uh, mask, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they haven't really revealed who they really are to their spouse yet. But my, my, my spouse knew me, knew who I was before she decided to put that ring on her finger. So she put it on at her own risk. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I knew I I knew I knew what I was getting. Like mm-hmm. like you said, we lived together for some years. We've known each other about almost eleven years. Wow. So I knew I knew exactly what I was getting, and I was just like, okay. But at the end of the day, when I think back on like when we were dating, kicking it, whatever the hell we were doing, we still mm-hmm. never really said what we were doing, but there was some fucking going on. But anyway, I appreciate the honesty that he did say that, you know what, I'm single. I'm not ready to be in a relationship. This is what it is. We enjoy each other. You know, we have a good time, but I'm not ready to be in a relationship. It took a long time for us to get to the point Mm. of actually being in a relationship. Right. Now, the fact that we've known each other 11 years... (laughs) Right. Let me ask you, because I've never had 
a, a married couple on at the same time. And then for you to actually sit, girl, you just sat here and said what every woman typically hears, I'm not ready to be in a relationship. How did that make you feel hearing it? Well, honestly, at the time that we met, we had both just not too long gotten out of long, serious relationships. Our, our speech for mine, mine was not a great relationship, and there was some abuse that happened. So at the time when we actually met, I was not looking for a relationship. So his honesty was like, oh, okay, it cool, let's pick it. Let's, you know, do whatever. Now, as a woman, I can honestly admit that after about a year, I was like, okay. I started developing some feelings and some things started changing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I don't know about this. I don't know. And then I, had, I had several come to Jesus moments with myself, but I always went right. back to the fact that he was honest. And even when we had subsequent conversations later on, he never said, okay, I'm ready to be in a relationship. Or he never lied and said, okay. You're the only person I'm ready, I'm ready to be with you, and you're the only person I'm kicking with. He never, you know, never did that until, you know, he was ready. And mm-hmm. I chose to stay around because by then, after I was in love, you know, we had kind of intermingled with the families on a friend level. So, you know, I just stayed, and it worked, and I can't say I never felt disrespected or any in any type of way because I would have you know, left it at that point. But like I said, mm-hmm. he was always honest and I always appreciated that. So even when I got mad and in my feelings, because I'm very sensitive, I always had to bring it back to he never told you that he was ready to be in a relationship. Yeah, I can be in my feelings, but I can't really get mad. I can't say he lied. I can't say he received me. So wow. that's kind of how it was. <laughs> I, I love the fact that I have both of you guys up here because I can just go back and forth with each one of you. So, okay, now listen. So, because this is what happens, right? So, yeah. Yeah. at what point in life did you say, okay, I got this, this this chick who's down. She ain't giving me no headaches. She ain't pressuring me about a relationship, at least not right now. Okay, let me just go ahead and just like settle down. Let me just, let me just only deal with her? Like, at what point in your life did you actually reach that? Uh, approximately two years ago. Yeah, so listen, here's the, here's the thing, and sometimes she'll, she'll get, but we we actually had a, 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 a quasi-fight about this maybe last year, because, of course, <laughs> she feels like the day we moved in together, that was it. Like, nah, that wasn't really it. This was a test, <laughs> test run, so I was like, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, it, it, it kind of hurt her feelings to know that if I being completely 100% honest, was I completely just, you know, totally faithful and all that during that whole time when we moved in together? I was like, ah. But I definitely wasn't doing the most like I was before we lived together. But I was a bachelor yeah. and I had my own place, right? So it's just like, you know, I was just, but I, I, I had to I had to really get all the way to that point. But mm-hmm. the, the mistake about it, like, I, here's the thing, and I told you that. I'm not, I'm not, I know people say he's, this guy sounds like an ass, but I'm not. I know that my, my wife is, 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 a, is a sensitive soul, and she's a very just really sweet, nice person to, to, to a goddamn default sometimes. Sometimes she just needs to be mean, and she don't even know she needs to be mean. Sometimes she can't be mean, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes I'm like, man, cuss him the fuck out. What are you doing? You know, but, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, so I knew that her feelings 
were involved. And I knew that at some point, you know, there's only so much you can do to a person. There's only so much people can take. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so it's just one of those situations where I felt like, listen, all right, I've, I've done more than most, right? More than most men will ever do in their life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, unless, you be, unless you're a celebrity or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, you know, listen, I just got to the point where I was like, listen, it's, it's, it's time. And, and it really was more about, it was more about her, you know, more about whether or not I really just, really just all of a sudden just click something click and I'm just madly in love and it, it, it wasn't that it's like listen there's a, there's a limit I need I've, I've, I've pushed this long enough I I, mm-hmm. I, I I owe her this and and now I feel like I'm mature enough that I can actually be successful at marriage now whether or not I'm going to make a mistake or whatnot or what have you listen I told my wife in marriage counseling I told let me tell you let me tell you some honest some honest some honesty my mother is a. I told you my mother is, is, was in church. My mother's an ordained mm-hmm. minister. My, my mom married her. She's an ordained wow. minister. My mom married her, and my mom was our marriage counselor. And Ooh. I came to my wife and my evangelist Christian mama and told her I'm still gonna have a hard time with monogamy. You know what I'm saying? He did. Like, he did. Like wow. the only. I feel like the only. Uh, the only. I feel like because I'm. A, I'm. I'm because I am who I am. I'm a hustler. I'm gonna get to the money. I'm a provider. Mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm secure. Ain't, ain't no punk in me. Ain't nobody. Ain't nobody finna touch my wife, or or you right. might I'll kill you. Literally. Oh in my goodness. I'll fucking kill you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. About my wife, and my kids. You know what I'm saying? Like really, mm-hmm. really put you in the dirt. So she feels safe. She ain't worried about. She don't. She ain't worried about how the lights gonna get stay, stay on and none of that. But if she, if all things being equal, the one thing that I told her where I may feel like I may, I'm, and I'm not abusive. I never put my hands on it ever. You can ask. Mm-hmm. Abusive. You feel what I'm saying? And coming mm-hmm. from an abusive relationship, that was a big thing to her. You know what I'm saying? Right. What I can tell you is, the one thing that I told her, I said, I'm gonna tell you, the one thing that I I, I couldn't mess up on, I I could fucking I could fucking slip on that part. That's the mm-hmm. only thing that I like. That's that's probably about my one weakness. I feel like as a man that I just I'm doing, I, and I haven't cheated on my wife. We've been married for two years, and I can honestly say with like like. Can't no can't no female call this show right now, listen to this, and say you lying, nigga. You was just in pussy last week. Nobody. You feel what I'm saying? I haven't cheated on my wife. But what right. I'm saying is I just felt like I know how much it was a struggle for me to adapt and become monogamous. That I feel like that's the if anything, if any part of the relationship on my end that I can falter on, it would be that. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I'm gonna try to do it. I'm not even trying to and pe- people saying, Oh, he just building a back door, an excuse for if he ever do it, she can just have to deal with it or what? No, I'm just being honest. And my right. wife has the right to divorce my ass if that happens. She would mm-hmm. be well with that. Right. I'm not gonna be one of these hypocritical motherfuckers and be like, if I cheat on her or whatever, oh, she need to stick around because I told her what was up first. Nah, if she feel like I do some shit and I do some crazy shit like that, and she feel like it, it hurt her that much, or she feel like she get a divorce, it is what it is. I deserve it. It was my yeah. fault. You know what I'm saying? Because I, because once I took the oath, I said I was ready. You right. see what I'm saying? And so that's why it took me so long to take the damn oath. You know what I'm saying? But when you took the oath, you were ready. Yeah, I was ready. You know, and I and I've been standing up to it so far. Yeah. Man, y'all, listen. This show is only going until nine o'clock. Y'all got me up here like, man, I don't even want to stop, like, cause I got both of y'all up here. Like, we ain't even get through all the questions. Like, okay, so let me. Look, damn it, let me just ask one question up here. Okay. Like, okay, so 
how, or, or I won't say how, why do you feel the presence of a father in a young girl's life is important? Oh, really, that's a good one. <laughs> it really is. And I can tell you, okay, some stuff I won't divulge because it's family stuff, right? But mm-hmm. I can tell you that I, 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 I have a daughter, and I'm also a, a, a stepfather, right, mm-hmm. to my wife's daughter. You feel what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm from a man who's been in the house with a, with a, with a, with a, with a female who's had to deal with her daddy that don't live with her. And mm-hmm. I also have a daughter myself who, you know, she's been around a lot, but she was stayed mostly with her mom because me and her mother was never in a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. It was one of those things where I got caught up in the moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? And she's here now, and, it, and I got to handle it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I had to handle it. It was what it was. But I can tell you that it's really important because these girls talk to me, and even conversations that I've had with with our daughter Denasia, which is mm-hmm. my wife's daughter, but it's our daughter because mm-hmm. we're married. You know what I'm saying? Right. Conversations that I've had with her child, our child, and Michaela, which is my natural daughter. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Conversations that I've had with her when she's not around, that she's not privy to, I know for a fact those girls could not have gone to nobody else and mm-hmm. got the that I gave them, and they didn't, and they wouldn't have also felt as comfortable to talk about right. it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, mm-hmm. I know, I'm telling you from experience, I've had conversations with our daughters that I know for a fact and that, that, that they confided and talked to me about, and they came to me because they know that I'm a protector, right? But I also had to, I also had to be the kind of parent at some point for them to feel cool enough to feel like they could tell me that. Now, I was saying they're going to tell my wife, they're going to tell my wife and my daughter going to tell her mama that they're not going to tell me because of fear of what I might feel about them. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, it, it might be some boy stuff on a certain level that they don't want to divulge with me. You feel what I'm saying? Like uh, certain stuff. I understand it's a limit because I'm I'm the daddy. You know what I'm saying? Right. But at the end of the day, there's conversations that we've had as a family together and conversations that I've had with all the, with those girls one-on-one that I know for a fact that were needed. And if I wasn't in the picture, they wouldn't have had with nobody else because they were, who else they was going to go to? Because... Uh, they they just they mm-hmm. figure that shit out there on their on itself or listen to one of them little knucklehead niggas that's trying to fuck them so he uh-huh. gonna tell he gonna tell her anything she wanna hear. You exactly. feel them? Yeah. That's that's true. And I can say that I've had conversations with my daughter where she said, you know, if it wasn't for him, you know, I probably would have thought this was okay because yes, she has a biological dad, but he lives 800 miles away, they don't have the closest relationship. So when we decided to live together, you know, that was a big factor. So he became the father figure, the male role model. And, mm-hmm. of course, you know, she still has some stumbles. We, actually, me and my daughter, we just had the longest conversation. I think we were on the phone for like two hours, not too long ago. And mm-hmm. she was saying how having him and being able to talk to him about certain things and get his input helped her because she now looks at relationships where, you know, she was like, hey, I probably should have left that a little, uh, I probably shouldn't have did that or I could have left that a little, little while ago. But now she's like, you know, I thought about what he said and I'm not, uh-uh, I'm not taking that because guess what? I deserve better. And as a woman who grew up without a father, I definitely know how important a father is in a girl's life because it does shape how you look at men and how you think about men and the type of men in 
you pick and the things that you will accept, especially when I was younger. I know I got into a lot of relationships when I was younger that I had no business in, but I was looking for that love that I didn't have from a father figure growing right. up. So I'm definitely grateful both of the girls, you know, and of course, they are going to tell me things that they're not going to tell him, but I'm glad they can come to him. And I'm glad that, you know, they've had those conversations and that they're like, yeah, no, I'm not accepting X, Y, and Z because I already know that mm-hmm. my dad ain't going to be, he ain't going to be trying to hear that. He's going to be looking at me <laughs> like, I'm crazy. Like, why are you dealing with this dude and he doing X, Y, and Z? So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, I'm I'm proud that they are able to come to you, Blism, um, with any situation, any question, because it is vital. It is so vital for girls to have, even if it's not a biological father, a, a positive male influence or role model that they are comfortable talking to who is going to give knowledge, not some Oh, Uncle Larry, who always drunk, and he don't know what in the hell he talking about. No, like some sound advice, because as they grow up and they become young women, you know, a lot of the times the information that you sow into them, they're going to think about that when they're in certain situations. And to even be able to say, well, um, my father or my stepfather um, said this, this, and that, just being able to announce the presence of a, of, of a positive man, that itself will push any guy who has no positive intentions out of the picture. Point exactly. Point yeah, it, and it does. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they come over here and they meet me and, you know, I ain't no small he, dude. I'm, you know, I'm he's definitely, he's definitely scared. He's scared a couple of them. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, yeah, that's right. If you know, I, scared, I, they, they definitely don't need to be around. Yeah, that whole little scene with bad boys with Martin and and, and Will, I be on that <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, shove them off real quick. You know what I'm saying? But no, nah, I'm not that bad. I'm just that's that's exaggeration. Just, now that, that, that's probably the first flick lie I told tonight. He's I'm not bad. he's not that bad, but I will say he has scared a couple of them off. And my daughter came back and was like, you know what? He was right about so and so, and I was like, mm-hmm. this is why. This is why he does what he does because he's a man. He can see things that we can't. Because a lot of times, exactly. women, we look at the potential of someone, yep. and that's where we kind of go left. We always right. focus on the potential. But I know her, I was like, him. yeah, I said, but see, he was right. It was a couple years later once she got to college, and she, you know, she was like, you know what? He was right about so and so. I was like, see? <laughs> So, Blizzard, let me ask you this. What are yeah. some signs that women tend to overlook when it comes to guys that's just no good or, or may not meet our, our potential? What are some signs that we miss? Let me, let me, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you, Phil. Like, that's a really good question. And I saw that, I saw that as one of the potential questions. I'm like, if she asks me that, I'm just gonna, the very first thing I drummed up in my head is, like, literally, Dudes literally tell you, like I told my wife, you know what I'm saying? Like I told my wife, I'm not ready for a relationship. A guy can literally tell you that out loud, literally mm-hmm. say it to you, and you still won't register it. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all need to start fucking listening to us like when we talk sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like if a guy tells you, I don't want no kids, or if a guy tells you, 
y'all really don't want to be in a relationship, you should probably listen to them right now. Now that may yep. change, but you, if you know, if you know for a fact that you fall quick and fall hard, especially after intimacy, mm-hmm. if the guy is literally telling you, now some guys are gonna straight up lie, but if a mm-hmm. guy literally tells you, that's not what I'm looking for right now. First and foremost, just listen to what the fuck he just told you. So you don't even like what what is. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, again, if my wife had, my wife at the time, well, my, my, I mean, at the time, my wife, she happened to not be looking for a relationship at that time. Mm-hmm. So it matched, up, it matched up. But you'll have women who real deal looking for a relationship, but they're kind of horny, so they want to get laid. Mm-hmm. And a guy says that to them, and he really means it. Mm-hmm. They get together intimate. The dick is good. And she's mm-hmm. like, shit. All that he nigga, you finna uh uh-uh. uh, you know what I'm saying? And she just completely yeah. checked and want and then turn around and be like, Why you tripping? This, this nigga really just told you he didn't even really want to be in a relationship anyway, you know what I'm saying? So, right. the, very first, the very first thing that I would say a lot of women actually ignore is what a guy literally says out his mouth, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, you should you guys should really start listening to that more. That's the very first yeah. one, and um, secondly, I should probably say after that, um. You can look to how a guy treats his kids. Mm-hmm. You can look to how a guy treats his children. That's a real telltale sign about that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. treat his kids. You know what I'm saying? Just just watch that. That would be my nut. If he got kids, mm-hmm. people watch that whole situation. Watch his interaction mm-hmm. with his with his children, mama. Now that can be now that can be now that's that a little issue right there. Hold on, that's, hold on, let me finish. That can be iffy because you have to look, but you have to be objective and take your take your take the fact that you a mama or you a woman out of it and look at mm-hmm. the actual two situations on both ends. You feel what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. And just say, I know what it's like because I got a baby daddy and blah blah. No no no. Look at how what he does. You feel what I'm saying? Even if he even if he can't stand her or whatever, does he still deal with her? Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? That means. If he can still, if, if he if he if he didn't express to you that man, this bitch get on my fucking nerve. But if he can still always answer that call when she called, or still mm-hmm. it up, the, the, to guess what that means? That means even when he pissed off at your ass, he can still goddamn communicate with you. Right. Because he don't even mm. got he don't about her. You see what I'm saying? So at the very right. least, with you, you know for a fact that even when you having problems, you can still be able to communicate with this man. Mm-hmm. That's a clear sign. You feel what I'm saying? So. There's a lot of little things that I could that I could go on and on, but I would say those two. If he has kids, peep how he peep how he handles his kids, and then really listen to what he says when you first meet him. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying? don't try to change who he is. He's gonna tell you who he is unless he's one of these quote unquote real players out here that just you know like literally want to think they in think they in the movie How to Be a Player and just come up with the old <laughs> lines and the fakest shit. Like like you can't ain't nothing you can do with those niggas. Those niggas gonna be who they are. And I'll tell you, you know what I'm saying? But real men, real dudes, they're going to tell mm-hmm. you what's up. And it's, it's on you to decide what you want to roll with. Right. One thing I'm going to add to that list. Uh, right after, listen to what he says, which is the first point. Don't listen to what he say during sex. Nah, hell nah. Hey, everybody <laughs> talking shit during sex. That shit is sex, nigga. <laughs> You 
Yeah, that, that, that's just lies. You know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm trying to get this pussy. Like, no, you talking too much. Matter of fact, be quiet. The keys, the kids, everything. Yeah, you be talking too much right now. Be quiet. So, so with everything that women go through, and, and believe me, I have a lot of female friends out here who talk about um, the comparison of black women to exotica, non-minority women, non-black women. So we're going through that, which is race segregation, skin tone segregation. We're dealing with violence. Um, you know, all of this happening, black women, we want to feel protected by the black man. How would we be able, as black women, be able to recognize the security of a man non-verbally? So not telling me that I'm safe and secure, but showing me. Let's just say when you go out, uh, this is when your interactions, you know, going out with women and things like mm-hmm. that come into play. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe my wife can, can answer it better than me per se, but I mm-hmm. know how I move when I'm out. I'm going to make, I'm going, I'm going to make myself feel safe. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a gun owner. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I don't go nowhere in Atlanta, Georgia without a pistol on me, point blank, mm-hmm. period. And my wife knows. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's just like, like you can just look at how a man move. You can watch how he allow another man to talk to him. If he allow his, if he allow people to slick talk to him and talk to him sideways out their mouth and he don't say nothing, he don't check him or whatever, he probably a little soft. So, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? With conversation out there in the streets, you know what I'm saying? He might not necessarily have your back full-fledged. Now, everybody ain't no, you know, anybody can get their ass whooped in a hand-to-hand fight or whatever, even if you think you're the hardest of the hard, you can still get beat. You never really know. But whether or not you're going to let somebody just disrespect your woman or anything like that, I feel like me personally, you just have to be around me for a little bit to understand that me personally, Blizzard ain't with that fuck shit. All right? So mm-hmm. I don't know how to relay that into a terms that maybe my wife can tell you that she felt safe around me. I mean, we got into a whole fight at a club after a show and I had to throw a motherfucker through a plate window. Maybe that was it. Maybe she oh was that point. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. Oh my God. He I'm up. sorry. You can't you can't just she knows she's good with me. You know what I'm saying? So I can't answer it for everybody else. But you got anything mm. you want to add? I don't know. Um okay. So for me, I'll just say our very first interaction, we met at my friend, his cousin's um, birthday party and mm-hmm. um, so funny enough he had um, his his son with him my my now stepson and mm-hmm. he was a little he was little he was like maybe five or six and just in general like before I ever thought we were gonna do anything day ticket anything I just watched him with his son now I know a lot of times you're not gonna get to see that but I just saw the protective vibe that he had with his son. And I was like, okay, check mark one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we were, we were in a group of people and there were some, you know, women in, you know, women with us, we were all just hanging out. It was like some music industry stuff. Cause you know, he introduced me to that whole world and clubbing and, you know, all, not clubbing per se, but like all mm-hmm. that other stuff. But the way that he just made sure, like, all the women, some of them were just friends, just associates, nothing, you know, it was nothing sexual, anything. He was just very, y'all okay, y'all good, you know, making sure 
all the women were good and everything was good. We, you know, we were taken care of. We had somewhere to sit or even if we were upstanding, it was almost like he never let, even though he was having a good time, he never let any of the women that were there with the group of us. And there was about 10 or 12 of us this one night. He never let us stray or never let any of them stray too far because he just wanted to keep an eye and make sure everybody was good. And, Mm -hmm. like, you know, so that let me know that, okay, if you're in his presence, he's going to make sure that you're okay, whether you're a friend, whether you're, you know, just someone he knows. Because some of these women were people that, you know, women that some of his friends had just brought around, but he just made sure everybody was good. So between watching him with his son, being out with him and just seeing that protective vibe, and then just Mm -hmm. our conversations, for me, just some general basic conversations we had just about life and different things, I could kind of tell that, okay, he's a protector. He's not going to let anything happen to me. And then, of course, there was the bar fight where he did throw the guy through the window. But then I hit a guy with a Ciroc bottle, so I don't Oh, my know, God. You know. Match made in heaven. My goodness. <laughs> that was a wild night. That was a wild night. <laughs> comes in because I'm not going to let you, you know, he can, not to say he can't because he's 6'1", I'm only 5'3", he can very oh. well handle himself, but I'm not going to, you're not going to jump and it's not going to be 2'3", y'all, and y'all not going to team up on my boy, you know, because mm-hmm. when he brought me around, you know, his friends, I feel like, okay, these are my brothers, so what y'all not going to do is do all of that, so yeah, yeah.
um, so it's info at he said what network.com. And I'll make sure I post it on social media as well because I really love this because the women I feel are able to confirm or validate what it is that the man is saying and then add on to it from a different female's perspective other than myself. And so the, the wife, her perspective is a little bit um, more in tune because she knows her husband. She has history with her husband. So if he's saying some bullshit, she can call him out. But I don't, I don't see that. And I haven't heard any bullshit tonight. So I, I just, I love it. I thank you both for, you guys had me run over the time, but that's okay. That's okay. Cause <laughs> Uh, I'm glad. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I know. What it's, I know what it's like. And you know, <clears throat> before we go, listen. Um, I, that other song that I sent you. I don't know if you have it. The, the yeah, one no, no. Called, we got ten minutes. I'm gonna play the other song too. Uh huh. The, the other song. Time, the other song. Time changes is really is a really important record because it really mm-hmm. talks. About, the second verse of that song is about my wife and mm. years for years because I'm an artist and I got all these projects out and she's been to all these events and releases and all this stuff with this music she knows that my music is really an extension to me she knows when i'm talking in my songs that shit is true she knows that i'm not one of these like guys who just make up random stuff like she knows my music is really a reflection of me and mm-hmm. for years i never had anything specifically about her and she she felt she felt the kind of way about it of she course. she would say it every now and again she wouldn't make a big big deal about it but I knew she felt the kind of way about it. So, you know, <clears throat> when I decided to release these uh, recent records, which was, um, I, released, I, had, I, hadn't, I hadn't released records in years. It's been five years mm-hmm. since I did this music. But when I decided mm-hmm. to release, um, I had to make sure. Because at, at this point, this is, the first, this is the first music that I released since I've been married. I had to make sure mm-hmm. I paid homage for her in the record. So, you know, whenever you do play the Time Changes record and you hear the second verse, and you watch the video. If you ever watch the video, and you know the video has clips of our wedding in it and everything, it's a, it's a, it's a special verse. You know what I'm saying? The second verse that was that I dedicated to her is real, and it just it's a reflection of just listen. It's a it's a it's a brutally frank and honest verse, even though it's 16 bars. It sums a lot of what we're talking about up in 16 bars, and so mm-hmm. um, it's a really important record because as an artist, I. As an artist who prides himself on his music really reflecting his real personality and in truth, mm-hmm. and his truth, there's no way I can justify after you know 11 years of friendship, two years of marriage, a couple of years of living together, all this stuff, I could justify releasing music and not ask to pay homage to that woman. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was important that I included in her in those new records. You know what I mean? Well, you know what? We're going to go ahead and we're going to get into that right now, guys. So... What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick song break, and uh, we will return. This is He Said What? I am your host, Leslie Bree, and we have our guest, Mr. and Mrs. Bosom. So we will return right after this song break. I know what you're thinking. He said he was done, right? He wasn't getting on the mic no more. But a couple things happened, man. You know, this is my therapy, you dig? So I'm going to need about four minutes of your time. Then I'm going to give back to you young cat. I'm going to let y'all have it. Let me just get this out. Uh, I ain't cried since Della died. Damn. And that was short-lived. 
Is the pain still whipping? Yeah, of course it is. And everybody has something to say, but no time and no money to pay. So the app changed. Right. And I've been slipping on my app game. It's gym time. Oh. Saturdays is yard work. Used to make the rim shine. <laughs> no longer trying to stack those keys. Preoccupied with I tax IDs. Booking flights to leave. Oh. The food and shifted, so I move different. Circles get smaller when these pillow talkers lose slipping. Who's tripping? A shift in focus help you notice, so let's clear it up. Yeah. We stepping out the game, don't mean you put no fear in us. Done. 16 was enough. I saw my free. Fresh off the plane, hugging his family. What a thing to say. Posted with his son, I'm like, it's all fixed I'm just a call away, whatever, hit my line six Time changes, but it's still precious This world assesses, but we can't let it stress us So, bang They say money can't solve it all I had to find out on my own if that's the wrong call Cause time changes, but it's still precious This world assesses, but we can't let it stress us I played the game They told me money couldn't solve it all Just stop all you want to take That's a choice, dog. Ten years from the day we met yeah. A decade of putting up with my mess And no official title Dang. I finally put my hand up on the Bible Said that you the one for all the rivals And now I'm more liable for your health and your future Your comfort and pain uh-huh. I put that band on your hand And you done altered your nameless levels Lord help me keep these fools at bay Cause that's the struggle when you live in the eight And you still flip them by the day No regrets, more respect, more or less That kind of move is gonna take more than it gets Gotta be the show yeah. Is she a Is she a gold digger? No Do she love your kids? Yes Go on and take that oath uh. Cause they was lurking like it wasn't certain You played it off but you was hurting I think we made it certain yeah. I told your grandmama I would keep it true Word. And I tell them Call you Mrs. Blue Time changes but it's still precious This world assesses but we can't let it stress us So bang They say money can't solve it all I had to find out on my own if that's the wrong call This time changes but it's still precious This world assesses but we can't let it stress us I played the game They told me money couldn't solve it all One last thing, just stop all you wanna take That's the choice Open the bars to my son We standing eye to eye now yeah. But I'm your pops the one I always have to hide around right. Did my best to give you tools with all the right tools. Now you in this driver's seat. Hope you make the right move. See, these girls gon' give it up, but I don't want to see you stuck. I'm hella proud to see you earning bucks from the car seats in the back of my cabin. The door's open if you need to get at me. I know that I can be yagging, but I'm your daddy. That's my job, though. Keep you off the block, so hopefully you never have the cops roll. Cause your skin can get you killed up in this cruel world. And you gon' meet some with cool girls, money is power, and power is respect, but don't you ever sell your soul for a check, don't ever settle for less, I pray I never be a burden on you, you need to touch him, I'ma need the perfect love, I swear, time changes, but it's still precious, this world assesses, but we can't let it stress us, so fast, they say money can't solve it all, I had to find out on my own if that's the wrong call, cause time changes, but it's still precious, this world assesses, but we can't let it stress us. I played the game. They told me money couldn't solve it all. Just stop all you wanted to take. That's the choice, dog. I know that was a lot to unpack, but my four minutes about up. I'm out. The product is done. All right, we are back. Welcome back to He Said What? With your host, Simply Bree, and I have Mr. and Mrs. Blizzom on the line. So, ah, 
Thank you guys so much for just coming in and turning up tonight. Conversation. Well, I, <laughs> the conversation great, I, is karma. Men who date and have daughters. Yes, sir. And we covered a lot, but I mean, I felt like I, I hope we, I hope we, hopefully we, we stayed on task more than mm-hmm. I feel like we did as far as answering the, 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 the topic of the show, you know, about, you know, having daughters and how do I feel, you know, I, I, and I'll leave, I'll leave you guys with this. As far as karma goes, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure I'm clear on this. You know, when it comes down to, do I feel like, am I going to, is, is there anything that going to happen to my daughters as a result of what I did? Hopefully not. Right, like hopefully the conversations, like I told you guys during the segment, um, that I've been able to have with them have warded off a lot of stuff. But here's the thing, and I'll tell my daughters this: if if I'm, I'm a real dude, like if they meet a dude they really like and they really really love him, whatever, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. As long as that man ain't really just dragging her, taking her down through there, definitely if he ain't putting his hands on her, nothing like that. If they get with a guy and and, and they really love him, whatever, you know what I'm saying, and and, and he. Mm-hmm. he Necessarily the the best guy for them. I'm gonna tell them. I'm gonna tell them. But at the end of the day, I'm, I I can only tell them like like if they keep going back to to a deadbeat. Listen, if you keep going back to that deadbeat, if he ain't harming you or hurting you, that's cool. Just don't be coming over asking me for no money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't pay your bills. You know what I'm saying? If he ain't be, now, if he ain't beating your ass, you know, or or, or 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 if you get with a player, you get with a player like I like I was never I've never been a deadbeat. But if you get with a player like your, like your daddy was, you know what I'm saying, back in the day, and, you know, you get cheated on one or two times, you get your feelings hurt one or two times, I mean, you know, that's probably going to happen. That may happen. You're going to have to either decide whether or not you're going to deal with that or move on. But short of, short of, you know, these guys really just getting them strong out on drugs or some craziness, which I, I, I have full confidence my daughter's not going to be doing that shit. But uh, short of, like, putting his hands on my daughter's, uh-uh. You know, since something I have to real deal kill him over. Other than that, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to like stay out of their households and their relationships. You know what I'm right. saying? Because I want them to I want them to just I've I've gave, I've given you game. You can't tell me you ain't get no game for me. So okay. some of this stuff. Listen, if you decide, I'm you want to, to reach out to you because you got twenty. Yeah, you yeah. got fifteen seconds, sir. Listen, if they want, if you decide you want to put up with that, ladies, you know what I'm saying? That's that's on you. But if your daddy taught you the right way, you know what you need to do. Do it. All right. Okay. Okay. Now, how can can people um, reach out to you? How can they follow you on social media? Um, uh, Everything that you can find on me is either at Blizzm, B-L-I-Z-M, or you can just go to K100radio.com, at K100 underscore radio on social media. All right. Awesome. So, uh uh-oh. Oh, I hit something. I hit something wrong. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thank you so much for being a guest tonight. I really appreciate you. I thank you. Um, you know, we're definitely going to have both you and the missus back um, on another show. And I'll have another good conversation good lined up for you guys. It's going to be a couples one I think I'm going to do. So, <laughs> so, like I said, thank you guys for being a guest. Um, for those who are coming back and listening to this episode, please make sure that you visit He Said What Radio actually, no, I'm sorry, I said radio He Said What Network at www.hesaidwhatnetwork.com 
go ahead and send your emails to info at he said what network if you are interested in being a guest on the show you can catch us here on blog talk radio every tuesday starting at 8 p.m eastern standard time and we'll wrap up when we wrap up so please make sure you find me on social media at underscore simply brie underscore and uh, let me know what you think about the show All right, you guys have a good evening, and until next week, ta-da!